one of the people, I should say, that got us here is the former amazing Brooklyn Assemblyman, the better part of four decades in Borough Park. I believe the voice of the Jewish people, I call him the king of all Jews, my dear friend Dove Hyken. This idea was born on a day where I went to his shul in, uh, in Woodmere in New York in the Five Towns, had lunch at his rabbi's house, the great Rabbi Bloomstein, his wife Mimi, that we had the last couple of days with us. The idea was born, and with the help of Yehuda Hanikman, the idea happened. But it would not have happened without Dove Hyken's influence in my life. So with that said, here he is, my dear friend, Dove Hyken. Dove, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, I, I'm amazing listening to you uh, uh, daily and the places you're going and the things you're feeling in your heart and soul. Uh, you know, I say this uh, with such respect towards you. Uh, uh, you you are the star. You are. I said this to you many, many times. It's about leadership. It's about being an example to other people. It's one thing to talk the talk. It's another thing to actually get off your you-know-what and actually do what needs to be done. And you're there. You're watching. It's, it's totally different now. Uh, the story that you can tell is totally different than what you could tell before because you're on the ground. You're meeting the people of Israel. You're seeing the kind of things that the people of Israel need to live with, uh, not just since October 7th, always. There's always the threats from neighbors, people who want to destroy. They want to destroy the Jewish people. And, you know, you're watching it and you're seeing it. And, I, I you know, we all literally love you for oh, who you oh. are and what you are and the way you express yourself. You are a proud American. Everybody knows that. But you are also very important, a very proud Jew. I see it in your face. I see your heart. I mean, I, you know, listening to you, I, I see your heart, even all the way here, thousands of miles away, who you are and what you're all about. So, you know, listen, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. And, you, you know, you talk about your father all the time. You did it at the shul here. Uh, I, I, we can all tell the kind of powerful influence uh, your father was on you. You know, uh, I've I got to tell you, your father lives, believe me. He's watching you. He's, he's, he's having nachas. He's shepping nachas, you know, uh, watching his son in the land of Israel. I mean, watching you at the Western Wall. What, a, what an opportunity at this. You know, all I could do was think, uh, you know, since you announced that you were going, saying, I can't wait for Sid to get off the plane, to finally be in the land of Israel with all that history. History of not just the Jewish people, but the history of the world. That's where, that's where it all starts. Period. So you know, what can I tell you? God bless you. Well, thank you. That's uh, very, very sweet. I don't deserve half the things you said, but I'll take it anyway. Though, thank you. And um, yeah, I went to the Western Wall on Monday and made a prayer for my father. It was very, very emotional. And uh, this morning, I went back to the Western Wall. And I was there with my son, Gabriel, three generations of Rosenbergs. And I was there with a guy that you know very, very well. But before I get to that, the tour I was on this morning, I do want to mention something about people coming here. Here you just gave me all this credit for coming here. I, I appreciate it. But I have to tell you, I'm so happy I did. It is different. You know, all the things I thought were true back in New York, some still are, some just aren't. And to see how these people live on a daily basis with the courage. There's no sense of entitlement here. 
You know, American kids are gross. They just are. And adults as well. The sense of entitlement is, is gross. And here, these kids, they go to school, they go to work, they carry guns. They're here to protect themselves, their loved ones, strangers like me. But less people are coming. And less people are coming because they're afraid. And when, when people do that, Dove, they're playing right into the hands of the terrorists. If you can get here, if you've got the time, if you've got the money, if you got it in your heart to come to Israel, do not allow these animals to instill fear in your heart to keep you in New York. Get your ass here. That is my main message coming to Israel this week. Sid, you are 100% correct. When you're afraid, you let the enemy win. They win. They want you to be afraid. This is the time to go. If you, like you said it, you said it perfectly. I can't say it any better than that. Uh, you know, you can't just go to Israel when the sun is shining, when everything is just perfect. This is the time when it really counts. Uh, this is the time where up there, you know, God gives you points. It's now. You know, now when everything is perfect, that's easy. Now's the time. If you can come, come. It's safe, as you pointed out. Uh, you know, you know, things happen in different places. They happen in New York, for God's sake. Read the newspapers in in your local towns all over America. Bad things happen. The criminals are are loose all over this country. They can commit crimes, and they don't have to worry about repercussions. Uh, you know, Israel walking the streets is rather safe. When you walk the streets of Jerusalem, you don't have to look over your back. I, I mean, I, that's my experience, having been there, you know, four times just in the last six months. So, uh, you know, that's why you set the example. That's, what's, that, that's what I'm talking about. You set the example. You said, I'm going. Yeah, you know, uh, you know there are explosions in Tel Aviv. Uh, the sirens go off. I know what that's like when you have to run for cover sometimes. But you can't be afraid. You can be careful, but not afraid. So, you know, you set the example, and people out there, Jew and non-Jew alike, go and visit. It, you'll have a great experience, and yes, yes. especially now, Sid, especially now. No, I agree. My son wants to move here. You know, it's funny. You said when you're in Jerusalem, you don't have to look behind you. And I am going to disagree <laughs> because there are a couple of areas in this town. I was in the, I was there Monday on the way to the Western Wall. I was back there again today with your friend Daniel, the great Daniel and the great group Ataret Kohanim. And when you walk through those Muslim quarters, those Arab shops on the way to the Western Wall, and one guy was blowing kisses at my daughter Ava. One guy actually told me to shut the F up. Uh, one guy started to follow us for a couple of feet. That was the one place. When you're in these Arab communities and I'm wearing an Israeli flag on my shirt today, I did look back once or twice. I'm not afraid. I'm actually begging for one of these guys to start with me. I'll lay him out right in the street assuming they don't have a weapon. But there are some places where you you got to be a little careful and you can't be looking down at your phone, if you know what I mean. No, I uh, listen. Uh, I walk through uh, what's called the Arab Shook all the time. There are other ways to get to the Western Wall, but I make it my business to go through the Arab Shook when the stores are open. I don't have any problem. Uh, I walk, but yeah, you're right. You got to keep your eyes open. Hey, you got to keep your eyes open in New York. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, come on. You've got to keep your eyes open. You go into Manhattan. I go into Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. I'm keeping my eyes open. But you're right. I mean, especially in an area like that, uh, you know, you're a little more careful. But you walk the streets. You're not afraid. No. And that Terry Kohan of Jerusalem Reclamation Project, Daniel Lurier, I mean, they are unbelievable. I mean, the basic philosophy of this organization that my wife has spent 32 years uh, you know, working for, not work, I mean, has put her life into it. It's basically the idea that Jews have a right to live anywhere. There's no such thing as Judenrein. You can't live here because, you know, because the, because the, the Arabs are not going to like that. They're going to get angry, you know, and so on. So Atara Gohanim is about Jews living in the Muslim quarter, living in the Armenian quarter, living outside the old city. And these Jews, these brave Jews that you met today, these young families, mothers and fathers and children, they live there with such pride. They really, they're the heroes of the Jewish people. They really are. You know, they, they serve in the army. They're proud to be Israelis and to be Jews. Uh, they walk, they live there. You know, we yeah. walk through those streets they live. They live there. Street. No, I know. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Daniel uh, took us around, and Mati Don actually showed up too. We talked a lot about your beautiful wife Shani, and and one of the spots that is really interesting is uh, one part of that of the of the old city was um, when Arafat lived there. You know, when he had the House of Parliament, the Palestinian Parliament was there as well, and of course that's now empty and gone, and the the Hamas flags are gone. But when Arafat well, really wanted to take over all of Israel and was offered quite a bit of it, and said, "That's not enough. I want more." And to see now a lot of those places, like you said, have Jewish residents is an amazing job. The the group that you're talking about, Atiret Kohanim. They do amazing work, miracle workers. We need more of that. And by the way, Sid, these Jews are really returning to where they lived. Jews who lived in the old city of Jerusalem uh, were kicked out by the British in 1948. You know, people don't know the history. They were kicked out. The British said, we can't protect you. You've got to leave. You'll come back later on. Of course, they never came back. Only in 1967, between 48 and 67, a Jew... You, if you, if you know, if this was 1948 to 67, you would not have been able to go to the Western Wall, the holiest site of the Jewish people. Okay, so in 1967, it was liberated. Jerusalem was liberated, not because Israel went to war. You know, I lived through that. I remember those days when when Jordan, Syria, Egypt all went to war with Israel for the purpose of pushing the Jews into the sea. You know, sorry, we were successful. We defended ourselves. And now Jews are returning to places where Jews lived for two, you know, thousands of years. And, you know, I, again, i got to give you credit. You went to these places. You saw these places. You know what it's all about. Again, like I said, a lot of these people in the streets all over this country who are supporting Hamas, they have no freaking oh, clue. No idea. No, they no are idea. idiots. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they are idiots. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. I tell you, one of the things that I was um, 
so happy to see right after October the 7th when you came back to Israel right away because you are a tough guy, Dove, a real tough guy, was uh, you and Yehuda and others would put on these massive barbecues. And I said to Yehuda Hanukman, I said, one of these days, if I get to Israel, I must, I must go to these barbecues where on these nights you guys will cook for upwards of 150 IDF soldiers. Well, guess what? Coming up later on tonight, and for anybody, I should say this, who wants to sponsor a barbecue, they can do it at bbqforoursoldiers.com, bbqforoursoldiers.com. They expect anywhere from 100 to 150 IDF soldiers tonight from me, Danielle, Ava, Gabe, and Justin. Hamburgers with the soldiers. How about that, Dove? Not just hamburgers. It's got to be steak as well. Steak, yes. Make sure, make sure you tell Hanukkah steak. Look, uh, I was there one week, three barbecues uh, that I was involved in. But guess who was responsible? Guess who actually made it possible? This is a fact. A guy by the name of Sid Rosenberg from ABC Radio. That's a fact. You you made it possible through, I don't want to go into the details, but through funding that you made available. And let me tell you what it is like to be in the area in the South where these soldiers are coming back from the front lines. And the day, the night that I was there, it was pouring. And I was opening pita breads, putting steak and chicken for these. Can you imagine what that was like for me? Standing there putting uh, each soldier. What, what would you like? Oh, chicken, steak. I filled up the pizza for soldier after soldier. It will be an amazing experience yeah. tonight for you and your family. And you made, tonight you're going to one. I was there. You made three possible in one single week. And that is, I, I tell you, can you imagine eating Army food compared to eating <laughs> this amazing food that you guys are going to serve tonight? No, these kids are very excited. In fact, uh, talking about the South, we are going down South on Friday morning. We will see the Nova Music Festival. We're hoping with some permits to check out the kibbutzim. We'll be outside at the very least, so we'll get a real taste of the horror that took place on October the 7th. But tonight will be fun. On the way out, my friend, you know that, um, and I think it's silly, I really do, that all you really amazing, courageous people say nice things about me. I really do. But the Fifth Avenue Synagogue is about to honor me coming up next Saturday, the night before the Super Bowl, February the 10th. They're giving me the very coveted Guardian of Israel Award. And I've been told, because I recommended it, not only are you going to be there, but you're going to speak that night. How about that, Dove Hyken? I cannot wait. Uh, you know, the Fifth Avenue Synagogue, which, by the way, ha- has memories for me, because Shani and I got married there 48 years ago. And Is we that right? 48 years ago, and we haven't been back. So it's going to be an amazing night for Shani and myself. But more important than that is people recognizing you, people all over recognizing you for what you, what I'm talking about. It's about leadership, Sid. It's not about being a follower. You know, oh, they're going, I'm going to go. No, I am going. I am leading the charge. And you have been doing that since October 7th. So we love you. People who want to be part of October 10th, uh, you know, I, I don't have the information in front of me, but you can get that information and be part of it. It's gonna, they have a, a, a wonderful performances that night, a comedian, singers, you name it. But, but most important, the superstar that evening <laughs> to be recognized for the leadership that you have demonstrated during one of the most difficult times for the Jewish people 
Sid, you are the star that night, and I, I cannot wait because we cannot say enough about you. It isn't, it isn't just about you, Sid. It's about you setting an example to others, that other people can be Sid Rosenberg and lead the charge for their communities, for their cities, for their towns, for their villages, and that is to stand up, not be afraid. You are not afraid. I've watched you in the streets, by the way. You, you, I've watched you protect me in the streets of New York when people were coming after me. You were there to protect yeah. me. I'll never forget that. So God yeah. bless you, and I cannot wait to uh, uh, February the 10th, Saturday night at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue. Dolph Hyken, I love you so much. Really, thank you for all the kind words again. I don't think I deserve all of that. And uh, all this was made possible because of my friendship with you. Uh, i become very good friends, too, with your dear friend, the rabbi, Rabbi Heshi and uh, Mimi, who were here the last couple of days in Israel. We want to get back to that shul again, once again, daven with you, do an aliyah with you, do the kadush with you, and go back, maybe have dinner that night, whatever it is. It's just been for as horrible horrible and terrifying as the last couple of months have been. It's also been pretty special. And like we saw for about two weeks, only two weeks, not four and a half months, after 9-11 when New Yorkers came together, uh, when a people are strong after a major tragedy, you see their real strength. And for Dove Hyken and Sid Rosenberg, that has certainly been the case. Dove, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the trip. Give my love to the family and uh, safe travels uh, coming back. Can't wait to see you.